Hello and welcome to the Culture Couch with Felling Friends, the podcast all about pop culture and any old nonsense that falls out of our mouths. And here we go. Yes, we are back, and I'm joined by another new co-host this week. It's Miss Claire Medhurst, a.k.a. Meddy. How the devil are we? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm lovely, thanks. I'm a bit tired. I've just been playing football, but in, in the lovely rain, of course, but I'm yeah. all right. Did you win? Did it's you win? For this. Uh, we, we do last goal win, so technically we won, but did we win overall? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> But it was a bit slippy, it was a bit slippy, so... Slide tackling. Yeah, yeah, not me, I'm, I'm not built for that. <laughs> <laughs> not feet first, okay. No. Anyway, let's go down with what we're doing this week. Uh, we are breaking down, we've got some news first. Finally a week, I think we've had two weeks where we've been quite light on news, so it's nice to have some. Then we'll do our throwback 30 round, around that 30 minute mark where we... This week, we will be covering underrated or underappreciated films from several genres. Um, and then we'll go on to our little game of love, hate, do not rate. Does that all sound good? Fantastic. Spot on. So let's kick off with something that I know you've not watched the first one. One of the big things this week was that we got the second Venom trailer. Well, should I say Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage trailer, like the first actual trailer. Did you get around to watching it? No, and I probably won't watch it. <laughs> no, and you've not seen the first film either, have you? No, and I probably won't watch that either. No, I mean, it wasn't very well received, the first film. You know, it does have its fans. It made a ton of money. Well, good, good for them. Good for them. Uh, this whole <laughs> Sony trying to create their Spider-Man universe separate from Marvel is a bit weird in my eyes. But I just the trailer felt like it went very campy to me, and the first film felt campy when it shouldn't have been. So I don't know if they're trying to lead into that a bit more. Oh, okay. Embrace or, it. I did watch yeah. the trailer, mm. and again, it just didn't look all right. It just didn't really speak to me personally no i mean yeah. it's got a solid cast i'll give it that it's got obviously tom hardy reprising yeah. the role of the oh, rock i did see woody harrelson and i was like oh because he's so great yeah it's intrigued you a little bit then hasn't it, it? i was like oh should i watch it just for woody harrelson it did tempt me but yeah. not not enough <laughs> yeah and i mean he's playing carnage obviously which is going to probably be the main Antagonist, you've got Michelle Williams as a love interest coming back. You've got Naomi Harris who's coming in a shriek, who's obviously another type of the symbionite. And then um, Stephen Graham, who's one of my favourite actors from England, Colville oh, yeah, of all very, places. Yeah. Very good, Even, he's very good. 
yeah, so that 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 made me want to watch it, and obviously a local boy, so you got to support them. And interestingly enough, Andy Circus is directing it, so mm. I mean that that intrigued me a little bit. But I did then go and watch a video of him commentating on the trailer, and although he seemed to have some in, inside knowledge, it just felt like you're not selling the film to me here. So oh no, I tell you what, Steve, if you watch it. Let me know if it's any good, and I might be persuaded to watch both of them. <laughs> it, well, no, just skip the first one. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a basic review of what happens. In the <laughs> That'd film. be good. Yeah, that's but what yeah, I do normally. Yeah, I thought we had to mention it because it's hit, you know, and it's it's yeah. going to be a big film. It will probably make a ton of money regardless. They they clearly won't go into the hard hard R of hard R rating as in Americans or like eighteen slash mm-hmm. fifteen over here in the UK. So that would be disappointing for some fans, but oh well, they they want to push PG thirteen because they want to get a wider audience. So yeah. you know, let them do it. But an, I know there is another teaser that came out that you were very much excited for, and you said to me you wanted to discuss, which was the Stranger Things teaser. Yes, I love Stranger Things. I really do, and I'm very excited for the next so this, series. This was the second teaser we've had, isn't it? Technically. Oh, gosh, I don't even know. Did you not see the one where, obviously, it um, showed Hopper back? Yes. Okay, yes. No, I do remember that because I was like, oh, my God. But, yeah. yes, I do remember now. Hopper's not dead, but we knew he weren't dead, really. Yeah. I mean, if they could, I'd have cried a lot more. Well, I did cry a lot anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if he's not showed dead on screen, he's not dead. Very true. He's not Bob getting eaten alive by a demi-dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, oh gosh, that was horrific. But well, now, I'll tell you what I did with Stranger Things, Steve, is the most recent series um, came out on Netflix and I started to watch it and I thought, this has started very abruptly. Like, oh, they've gone right into it. I was like, really fast paced. I was like, yeah, this is great. Finished the series, or so I thought. Um, a couple days later, I saw on Facebook a clip from Stranger Things that I'd never seen. And I was like, where's that from? Like, what episode is that from? Turns out I'd started from episode three. I'd entirely missed the first two episodes because someone was already watching it on my Netflix and I just went along with it. Oh, this is why you <laughs> do not share Netflix. So I, I still understood what was going on. I did question it briefly, but I missed a whole, the first two episodes. Like, how did I even do that? But the ending <laughs> hit a lot harder. I mean, the ending was sad anyway. But it hit a lot harder when you watch Hopper like write his note to Eleven and it made so much more sense. <laughs> it hit me hard again and I cried the next time I watched it again. Um, so you had to re watch it all just because you missed them two episodes? Yeah, and then I, I saved it because during the first lockdown, I was like, I really want to re watch Stranger Things. I was like, oh, I'll save it um, for later on in lockdown. Um, I was like, oh, I'll spread it out. Did I? No, I watched it in two days. So <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> I think I'll definitely check out. I think I'll have to rewatch the whole free series before series four comes out. Definitely. That sounds like a great show. I'll definitely be doing that. Because I've been these past week, it's a big old set, but I've been building the Lego Stranger Things set with oh, um, a partner. Oh, so, I'm jealous. I mean, I'm not never done a big Lego set before, and it's quite mm. stressful. It's it's a good way to yeah. test a relationship, but I will say. Oh. Um, Stacy, my partner, has been a lot more level-headed with it than me. I lose, I can't find a piece, and I lose my mind. 
Yeah. I get quite <laughs> aggro. And I like Susan. You're in line with Lego. Yeah, which I didn't think, but she's. I think she's been enjoying it. Whether or not she's been enjoying my tantrums, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's all because it didn't say on the teaser when this was coming out. So I, I looked into it a bit, and there's rumours it's going to be mid twenty. 22 unfortunately so we've got a bit oh, of a wait so far away yeah so maybe that's why they're only giving us like because this was obviously like a flashback to when 11 was back yeah. in like um, it's kind of a hospital isn't it with dr brenner yeah. aka they call him dad don't they and yeah, so it was, a, it was a proper teaser it wasn't a trailer obviously but it you know a little bit yeah. of hype goes a long way sometimes I mean, it makes you think about all the other kids that were there all the other numbers what happened to them? Because yeah. I mean, we, who did we see the last series? There was that girl, wasn't there? No, see, weren't it? Two? See, I need to rewatch it. I've forgotten already. Yeah, the the episode that everyone hates. Yes, because, that, that one. Because it wasn't in Hawkins, basically. Yeah. So it will be I interesting because they split up at the end of this series, didn't they? So it will be interesting yeah. to see if people can deal with that. Mm-hmm. But, Funny enough, another number, I can't remember what number it is, but I've just bought a comic book of Strange Things as well, and that focuses on one of the other numbered girls, so definitely need to be reading that soon. Yeah. Intriguing. Yeah, Yeah, so that will go alongside nicely with my Lego set when I've done that. I think I've only got one more more night's worth, and it should be finished, so. But let's... Send me pictures. I will. I might upload it to the Instagram, so all the peeps... That follow the page and enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> but let's carry on with a bit more TV news. Uh, so obviously I sent this over to you as well. We had um, Disney have been pushing hard to get some Emmy nominations out there. Now this is for several of the shows. They went hard on WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But the main one they went hard on, and there was a lot of car- categories they went for, like lead actor, obviously, um, guest actors, was The Mandalorian. And the one big thing was that they have pushed for Gina Guerrero. I can never pronounce the last name. Oh, that I might try. Yeah, for Best Supporting Actress, after they've just fired her um, for some very, very touchy subjects, kind of, you know... Dodgy tweets. Dodgy tweets, dodgy tweets. You know, they're her opinions, you know. I'm not going to go into... Yeah, and the, I mean, the thing is, we're not American, so I can't, a lot mm. of the political stuff, I don't know how much she's pushing that. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if that's touching yeah, go, but she, we've mentioned here on the podcast before, you know, she said some, comparing things to being in a concentration camp is probably not going to sit right with Disney. No. And whether we talk back, look back at Disney's history and, you know, there's a bit of touchy subjects there with Disney anyway involving racism, but they're obviously yeah. very much trying to have a cleaner image now, aren't they? So, Yeah, move, move forward, you know. <laughs> I think you've got to... Um, oh, what's the word? You have to... I don't even know what I'm saying, I'll see you. Pause. Okay. <laughs> that? Really um, what am I saying? You have to change with the times. Yeah, you've got to change. With, you've got to hold your hands up to the past. You can't just brush it aside. You've got to accept things that have happened in the past, but you've got to move forwards with better intentions and more. Yeah, 
you know what I mean. <laughs> At the end of the day, we can understand why they fired her. Um, yeah. They're a hell of a big company. They don't want the bad press. Fair enough. I mean, there's the whole cancel culture debate and all that stuff, but we've had a little bit of discussion about that on a podcast before, so I don't want to too heavily get into that either. Yeah. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring up in news because it was quite interesting that they're pushing for it, basically. And then mm. I did read on another website that they were trying to bring her back in, but, I, you know, it's one of them websites that's a bit dodgy that try and push stories out there to get their website pushed up. I don't know how much truth there is to it. Yeah, this is. Like, I thought she was really. I thought she was really good. Really good character. Um, love the Mandalorian, but yeah, it's just a. It's a shame. It's kind of. So they say no bad, no bad press, or any press is bad press. The like, you know what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're saying about any press is good press. I don't know, but it's a shame. It is a shame because I, I I agree with you. she was brilliant in it and one of the other characters I do think heavily deserves his nomination was oh, I'm going to forget his name now he's a comedian and he performs in the Mandalorian Kai's going to kill me if he listens to this because he really, <laughs> he loves the guy he plays um, the um, the one they break off of the prison he's in prison he's in the first series he's a one episode and then he comes and oh, helps him get into the ginger. he is ginger. Ginger, bold guy. Oh, that's you mean, like a picture. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name, but I do think he deserved like the guest actor Emmy or whatever it is. Yeah, can't remember what. The yeah. or, but he he played that role really well. So, yeah. You know. And to be fair, props to Pedro Pascal as well for playing the Mandalorian and yeah, definitely absolutely smashing emotion when his face is covered. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which also will be coming up in my throwback thirty round, which I'm I am going to be mentioning about another person that does that so well. So there's a little teaser. Stay, stay but anyway, let's go on to some news that you sent to me. We're excited about because there is a man that I know you like, I like, which is Dave Batista. I love him. Love him. Obviously, I'm a big wrestling fan, so I know him back from that. I actually prefer him as an actor than a wrestler. Um. I know you probably don't watch wrestling. You could do. (laughs) No. But, um, so he has been cast in Knives Out 2. Along with Edward Norton and Janelle Monet. Janelle Monet. Mm. I'll take it you've seen Knives Out, the first one. I have. I have seen Knives Out. And I I enjoyed it. I don't, I think people, like, some people love Knives Out. They're like, oh my God, Knives Out is amazing. It was really good. Um, I really enjoyed it. But I didn't get the I, I didn't get the hype. Is it bad to say? I feel like I'm going against everybody else's opinion about it. <laughs> no, I mean I've discussed this on the podcast because I made someone. We had the whole discussion about how Netflix have paid so much for these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah and the ridiculousness of it, maybe. But you know, it obviously did do quite well. And the thing for me, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a good film, but. I got the hype like you were because you didn't really. Everyone was on about like twists and stuff in it, but there wasn't really a twist. It was. I kind of. I didn't see it coming hundred percent, but it was kind of. Yeah, I wasn't like gobsmacked, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because your whole fact of the murder mystery is someone dies and you don't know who killed them. When technically, you do in this film. It's told you straight away who does kill them, but mm. it's just the circumstances of. Why is that the way to say it? I don't want to ruin it too much because these... <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. 
there's no point in watching them. Isn't there? So, but I do like the fact that we're obviously getting Daniel Craig replaying, uh, replaying Le, I can't remember his name now, LeBlanc or something. As well, see, for me, is that I couldn't get over his accent. That was, I think that's my issue, is that I think he did a good accent, but it was just, it just, I just couldn't get away from it. <laughs> it did bring you out of the film a bit. That's what it is for me. Yeah. Maybe watch it again. It might be, I might find it even better. I mean, I did find it one of the films as well that I don't feel like I needed to watch again. Yeah. You know, you know it was not on the top of the list we watched. Yeah. So I, I can't remember if I went to see it in an advanced screening or anything, but it was all, it was all right. I, I yeah. mean, I probably won't watch it again because I don't think Stacey has. So there you go. Mm. But we also did obviously get some more Batista news. He's been in the press quite a lot this week. Yeah. Where he confirmed that the next Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3, will be his last appearance as Drax. He said he's getting on a bit. I think he said he's 53 now, which is he's in incredible shape for that age. Yeah. And he said his bits are going to start sagging and he can't <laughs> he did. But then he obviously then, you know, he, he did say to Marvel, thank you very much for this character. And he loves the character. And thank you for springboarding his career. But he did criticise Marvel in a sense for saying they dropped the ball with Drax's backstory. What do you think to that? I'd have to say I kind of agree with him. But I think he was, I think he said it in a very nice way, in a very understandable way, is that Marvel have these massive movies, these massive like storylines and all these phases that it's hard to fit everything in. So obviously it wouldn't yeah. be the top of their list to fit it into the film. And I think the bits that did show his backstory were very moving. And they, he kind of said he was the kind of comedy character and they kind of went with that, which is great because Drax is so funny to me and just how he doesn't understand people making jokes. And I, I love him for that. But all those, those subtle moments to talk about his wife and his daughter and that backstory, really, I remember them. They were very touching and it would have been great to see more of it. And that great to have a Drax film, but obviously they've got a lot on their plate, Marvel, so you can't put it all in. Exactly. So, I mean, because he's, he's the Drax, the Destroyer is obviously the comic book name, and they said he said they didn't go heavily into the Destroyer part. And that, yeah, it does feel like oh, Guardians 1, you see a lot of that, and then you don't really hear about his family in Guardians 2 at all. That's kind of gone. And yeah. obviously in the Avengers films, he's probably not going to bring it up, even though they heavily feature on like Nebula and Gamora, obviously. Mm. Um, but for me, I mean, that first film, like you saw nothing of Drax in the trailers. He was like the hidden gem of that movie. Yeah. And when he cast, obviously, because I said I was a wrestling fan, I was like, oh, really? Like, okay. And I can, I can remember coming out of the cinema going, damn. <laughs> like... <laughs> Batista's got game here. He's got, you know, he's that was so well played that they hit him. They didn't show him away in the trailers. You had the, you know, you had Groot and you had yeah. Rocket, and you're like, oh, there's enough intriguing things here for me to see that. And then, yeah, you just had the brilliant character. Like I say, his backstory obviously was quite touching, but then also it kind of felt his backstory is heavily tied into Ronan. Yeah. And, you know, obviously he didn't carry on through the film. So maybe that's up. But another thing was that. Apparently, there were rumours they were trying to get a Drax and Mantis Yeah, I film. saw that, yeah. I'd watch that. I'd jump on that. Yeah, I do think it might have been better as a TV show, maybe, now they're doing the TV shows. Oh, but now, yeah, now you've got the TV series on Disney+. Plus. I'd, I'd, that'd be amazing. 
no, it would suit laughing, but apparently he also came out and said, I've got no time for the TV shows. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, it obviously doesn't work for him. But James Gunn obviously came out and responded to this and said he didn't think Drax would exist without Batista, and he's his Drax, and he's irreplaceable. So that was really touchy yeah. from James Gunn as well. Yeah. I'm excited to see what, what else he does with Knives Out. And uh, I hadn't seen Batista in anything else before Guardians. And I thought, oh, I love Drax. He's great. Um, got my own little Disney plush in my car because that's who I am. Um, but I watched him in this film called Bushwick, which is a very kind of small film about like him and Britney Snow. Are, I can't remember what. It was like a, a poplet, apocalyptic film. And I enjoyed it. It was very good. But I enjoyed him in it. And I watched it because he was in it. And I was like, I like him. So I'm excited to see what else he does. Fair play. I haven't seen that film. I'll have to put it on the list. It's easy watching. It's not too, not too bad. But watch is it, Batista. He's, do, he's doing all right. He's had bit parts, obviously, in the new Blade Runner. Well, the sequel, to, it's not new now, but the second Blade Runner. Obviously, a Bond villain as well in one of them. Didn't really have much talking lines. but yeah. So he's, he's doing all right for himself. I wasn't upwards for him. Onwards and upwards. So, I mean, that's that's all the news I had to cover. Was there anything else you wanted to add? No, I don't think so. I mean, doing this podcast is giving me more of an opportunity to get back into the film and TV news. I kind of dropped off um, doing it because of lockdown and pandemic. I just kept re-watching the same TV shows. Um, <laughs> so it's been good to like get back into the news and see what's going on. Like, I used to get Empire magazine all the time. And love to read read up on new stuff and I might get back into it. You've given me an inspiration. There you go, there you go. I mean I I I just listen to the websites obviously like IGN and stuff like that and mm. see what's going on. But let's move on then to what we've been watching. Is there anything you want to big up first that you've seen recently? Um promising young woman. I oh, had a major, major discussion on this last podcast as well. Did you have not listened to that one yet? Oh, oh well, this one's ending now. <laughs> podcast now. <laughs> but go, on, give me your thoughts then. Give me your thoughts. I I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Emerald Fennell did an outstanding job, and I, I looked, obviously there was a lot of hype around it, all the awards and stuff. And I really think it did. I there was moments I sat there with my mouth hanging open, like, oh my god. Um, I know people have discussed about the ending, and it it, it creates talking points. Um, which is really good and it's uh, shines a lot on a lot of gray areas and i think watching it as a woman as well um i was just very impressed by it and i thought it was really good and i can't wait to see what else emerald fennell does and carrie mulligan and the whole cast were so well cast um and yeah i want i want more people to watch it really yeah this is exactly what i said on the last podcast good I, I, <laughs> urged people to watch it so i won't go into it too much because i did have i think me and uh one of my co-hosts because i had a triple threat last week we had two of us talking about it for a good 15 minutes because it very much got to me so if you want to hear about what i thought about it go back and watch I it will agree. i will it creates so many talking points and yeah i've been Massive watching a lot of behind the scenes and interviews and stuff about it and yeah i want more people yeah. to watch it i loved it we did discuss some of that stuff because we went into very spoiler-heavy territory. Oh, yeah. But a little film I wanted to mention, and um, 
very different to Promising Young Woman. Yeah. It's an animation that's on Netflix right now, which is The Mitchells versus The Machines. I've been meaning yeah. to watch this. I've had really good things. Yeah, highly recommended. Such a fun little film. My little lad's obviously only two and a half, and he was invested in it. And oh, it's quite it. a struggle. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's quite a struggle to get him into things, bar mm. fireman, Sam and baby shark and crap like that. So it was nice to sit him down and watch an actual film, a fresh film as well, you know, because obviously the, you show them all the old ones. Mm. But just a nice little story, nothing obviously too revolutionary, but just well done. The animation is absolutely stunning. I mean, obviously it's Sony Animation who have been hitting it out of the park anyway recently with like Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. It's got people that did the Lego movie in there, I believe. Mm. Um Danny McBride voices the dad and is brilliant in it. And the one thing I really enjoyed about it is obviously a lot of different, and I've seen people criticize this as well, but I enjoyed it was that there's, there's underlying issues in there with the characters, but they don't hit it over the head. They're not trying to pummel you with a message. It does it subtly and nicely, mm. you know, and Olivia Coleman also plays like the bad robot in it, the voice of the bad oh, robot. Oh my gosh. You've made, I mean, I already really wanted to see this, but now Olivia Coleman. Yes. There you go. So, and obviously, it's on Netflix. You clearly have Netflix. You've been watching yeah, Strange Things. I'm just waiting for the right times. So I might be like, "Oh, it's Friday night tomorrow." I don't know when the podcast goes out, but yeah. I but just don't watch it halfway through. Make sure no one's watched it first. All right, start from the oh, beginning. Yeah, that, that's what I that's, I've learned my lesson. There you go. Um, anything else you've been watching that you want to big up or even say that slate maybe? Ooh. Um. I've been watching. See, this makes you. I rewatch a lot of stuff. Um, other good stuff. Um, you talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Me and my housemate like to save up the episodes and try and binge them. Um, oh, but we watched the first one. We just didn't get into it. And mm. yeah, it's probably not our first choice of watch, but just couldn't get into it. Really, I've not heard great things. But One Division, I loved. Um, yeah. He, my housemate hasn't seen The Boys season two. Ooh, um, so I'm going to rewatch that with him, ready for the next series. And I rewatched season one with him, and I liked watching his reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> some, of the, some of the more shocking moments. I think season two is going to be good for that. But I cried at season two, so I'm probably going to cry again, uh, which is not great. Um, but I'm excited to rewatch that. But yeah, Promising Woman really stood out to me. Um, yeah. I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's always good to big up the boys for anyone that's not watched it on Amazon. Yes. Um, fantastic show. I think they're filming the third series now, or they might have just they wrapped are. it. Um, yeah. The dude from Supernatural is playing a character in the next series. Oh, oh yes, um, I did see that. Yeah, he's playing like a rib on Captain America, I believe. It's like Soldier yeah. Boy's yeah. name in the show, I believe. I heard about some of the like comics or the graphic novel stories and it's sat and they had to like make them more a bit PG for TV I heard. So. And even though the boy was not PG in the slightest, but yeah. <laughs> but like even more PG for TV. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Cause I, I've been trying to get the comics and they're really hard to get in the UK because oh. of the shows took off so well. They've, you just can't get them. <laughs> so I'm a bit annoyed in that and I'm not willing to pay tons of money to get them from America. So I will wait, and hopefully they'll start bringing them out more. Yeah, I hope um, you can. That's it, hopefully. But the only other thing I've 
we finished watching the US Office. Um, I love it. Yeah, so I mean, it does it does severely probably go downhill. I would say. Oh yeah, I totally agree. It's not unwatchable. No. Um but I just I just wanted a bit of props to them. I thought the last two episodes were really done well. Yes, um, I agree. Very. T- I, I don't agree with the whole Jim and Pam having marital problems in the last series. Just felt tacked on. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, 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 I felt a bit emotional when the whole Dwight Wedding and Steve Crowell's oh, character well. came back. Yes. Um, so that was really nice. Spoiler alert there if you've not oh, watched yeah, the US. It's, it's been on for a while now. It's been so, so long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I knew Steve Crowell left it and I hadn't seen it. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because I, I can't stand the UK version. I've said that on here before, but I finished it off. Nice little mm. watch. You know, some of the series are a bit too long, but I, I did. I think they wrapped up really well. So, props to them. I mean, yeah. it's made me appreciate. Um, Oh god, what's his name now? Um, Jim. Jim. What's Jim's real name? Oh, um, oh no, it's like a quiz. Oh gosh. Emily Blunt's was with John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and actually, there you go. We could throw in a bit of news rumours there as well as the fact that there's been massive rumours. Obviously, Marvel are bringing back Fantastic Four. And it's heavily that him and Emily Blunt were going to play Mister and Mrs. Fantastic. Um, but Emily Blunt has come out and refused them, saying she doesn't want to do superhero films because she doesn't enjoy them. Mm. But this, this isn't the first time an actor has had to cover their tracks and try and bat heat off them because there is casting rumours and they are kind of true. So you never yeah. know. It might be a swerve. I, I, I think that'd be great. I think Emily Blunt's great. Love John yeah. Krasinski. It'd be strange to see them in a film together. Oh, no, they've already been in a film together. What am I saying? <laughs> they've already been in the quiet place together the quiet place which i enjoyed i'm ex- I'm, I'm looking forward to number two actually yeah so am i and it's, it should be one of the first films back in the cinema which should be nice because i think that is a film that does need to be seen in the cinema yes when I I went to the, in, in a cinema and i think I, I missed out so i'll be watching that in the cinema hopefully but i think my first film in the cinema is peter rabbit too because <laughs> i'm going with my niece so I had a swig of drink there, and that nearly came out my nose. That the fact that you're <laughs> to go and see Peter Rabbit too. It wasn't too bad actually. Terrible. It wasn't too bad. <laughs> oh. Let's move swiftly on. <laughs> yes. I'm not down for a discussion about James Corden. Okay. But anyway, let's move on to our throwback thirty round. Which is obviously every thirty minutes we go to do a retro round, or not necessarily retro, but looking back. And this week, like I said, we are doing underrated and underappreciated films. Now, we'll do a genre, and we're going to say what film we think is top for that, and then do some honourable mentions. That sound good? Yeah, that sounds good. So I'll let you kick off first. So we obviously cool. pick, we picked one, two, three, four, five, six genres. Um, is there any genre you you majorly want to go with first? Um, not really. I found this. I found this very difficult. Oh, okay. Actually, trying to pick films and get because because yeah, what underappreciated means mm. and how you, it's very personal. It's very like, is it highly well criticized 
well highly regarded films not enough people have seen it it's like it's very difficult to think about and I had a lot a long list that I've had to narrow down <laughs> and some of the genres I don't I think I suggested some of them I'm like why did I say that yeah so let's go with one you suggested first because I've got little options for it which is okay. we said musicals or film with music in it yes okay so what do you want to go with your honorable mentions first and then mention the one that you thought was the most underappreciated or underrated sure um i'm trying to think we might have overlapping ones um yeah yeah you might think there's some of you know both highly underappreciated yeah. both more attention but... so i'm going with my first one well my my what did we call them um not top one, but uh, a musical, Sunshine Honourable. on Honourable Mentions, we said, Honourable don't Mention, that's it. My on, my first Honourable Mention um, for musicals or film with music in is Sunshine on Leith, uh, the Proclaimers musical movie. Have you seen it? I have not. Do you like the Proclaimers? I can't say it. The Proclaimers? Um, I like the one song that I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I think the good thing about these jukebox musicals, what they call them when they like base a musical around like a whole album or artist, is that it introduces you to new songs. And I didn't know that many Proclaimer songs. You just know the one, um, A Thousand Miles, what's it called? A Thousand Miles is Vanessa Carlton. What am I saying? 500 <laughs> Miles, that's it. <laughs> um, it's just a nice little movie. Um, it's, it's, it's Scotland, nice Scottish guys, George, Mac George Mackey. George McKay, don't I say it, from 1917's in it. Personally, a bit of a crush for me. Um, and they're so they play soldiers, these two best friends who come back from war, come home, and it's just about their family life, along with the songs of the Proclaimers. Um, it's just a nice little film. So um, is it actually a story about the pro Proclaimers or a story no. with them? Jukebox musical. So it's just, it's just features their songs. It's just a story written around their songs. I think it was a stage musical first, and this is just a film adaption yeah. of it yeah i think it was um you can watch it hopefully on prime i think so we've got prime type it in I sunshine bought... it was back in 2013 um i, I prime so yeah I you do have it prime. <laughs> well, if you fancy musical bit of scotland it's just not... i'm half scottish so maybe you know there you go maybe, maybe half of me will at least like it <laughs> so that's my honorable <laughs> mention do you want me to do my a big one? The big one. Go on then. The big one um, is called. See, I've written this down because I'll forget. Um, my big one is called "Blinded by the Light." Okay, okay. So yeah. I have seen this one. You have seen it about Bruce, yeah. Bruce Springsteen songs. So it's not technically a musical. Um, no, but it's songs. With, it's filled with music, music in it. Yeah, yeah. that's It's pretty recent, twenty nineteen. Um, but I just really enjoyed it. I like kind of like the Proclaimers one. I knew Bruce Springsteen songs, um, but it actually made um, one of his songs. Um, oh, what's it called? So this is an issue I keep having on this podcast. You put a mic in front of me and I just forget everything. Um, Dancing in the Dark. Yes, yeah. I, I love that song now because of this film. Um, and I just, I just really loved it. And it's British, uh, which was nice to see. Uh, British back in the 1980s kind of the era uh, from the same director as Bennett like Beckham it's probably why I loved it as well because I love that film I just really enjoyed it and I don't think enough people have seen it what did you think of it? So I'll big up first of all it's got Tom Baratheon in it as well from Game of Thrones 
It has, yes. Oh my god, oh, yes. Yeah. That was the first thing I noticed about. So <laughs> the funny story, this film, um I went to a secret screening, right? Mm. So I didn't know what film I was going to see. And um, I've been to about four of these secret screenings and one of them I was really buzzing was the film I wanted to actually see. It's it's not a bad film. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily my cup of tea and I'm not saying musicals in general are not my cup of tea. I do have an appreciation for musicals. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's not bad. It's well filmed. It's well acted. Um, and, you know, I did enjoy more Bruce Springsteen's, Springsteen songs, like you said, because I didn't know them, obviously, the, yeah. the big hitters. But, yeah, it's not a bad film. Just maybe I was a bit in one of them films where you're, like, buzzing. There's like, what's this secret screening going to be? Yeah. And, it, <laughs> and we did have a few walkouts, to be fair, because I, I think it was because there was a big film out at the time and we were all expecting it to be a big I can't oh, remember what it was around and you know so some people they go to them secret scenes they book the seats and then as soon as they see the title credit go they go you can see them on the phones going <laughs> like to google what right. it is and then go no i'm not well i wish more people stayed in the cinema um because it's just a nice i feel like say it's not amazing it's not like wow but it's just a nice film and enjoy it, it. Is- it is underrated and underappreciated because I do think not a lot of people have seen it. So, and I probably wouldn't have watched it if I hadn't gone to that secret screening. So it was nice. I did get to see it in that regard. So, yeah, I don't think I'd have watched it unless my parents hadn't told me to watch it. And normally, I'm the one giving them recommendations. I was like, okay, I'll listen to you, and I'm glad I did. There you go. So I went very different for this. Okay, and the reason is because I don't think musicals or films of music in a generally underrated or underappreciated you look at even bohemian rhapsody which i've discussed before on the podcast that i don't think is a great film at all but I was kind, of, kind of agree yeah it was okay yeah. it was good but yeah. yeah you know i don't think you know they're not really ever underappreciated so i went really different and the first one i'm going to say is the muppets so the new the, the new Muppet re- movie yeah so like the new one that jason Seagull. Yeah, I agree. I love that film. Yeah, so funny thing is me and a couple of friends went to see this at the cinema at like 8 o'clock at night, so we were literally like the only people in there. <laughs> Why are they had a show? But we just found it hilarious, and the songs are really well written. Man and or Muppet. Man or Muppet. It's great. Exactly, and Brett McKenzie, who's a guy that's I really enjoy his work. He's from Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. He helped write some of the songs and didn't even get a credit for it. So, you know, just, just, and the sequel was terrible. I'm not going to lie. I'm the not the <laughs> yeah. It's nowhere near as good as this. And I know Jason Siegel obviously didn't write it or anything. I know this was like a love project of his because he really likes the Muppets. So, yeah, I just wanted to get that in there. And then my big one, obviously, people will probably just laugh at me for saying this. It's South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Because I don't think I've seen it. You what? I'm not a South Park person. I feel like people were like raised on South Park or like watched as kids. And, like loads of my friends just love South Park, and I just never, I was never a South Park person. I'm sorry. Friends do love South Park. I, I know that. Watch it. Go on, sell it to me. Yeah. So. You can't really sell it if you don't like South Park. You're a bit. No, I don't like it. I've just never really watched it. So I, I actually, when I was a kid, I watched the movie before 
I watch the TV okay. show. So maybe it's a good way to get in it. Okay. Um, you missed some of it now because obviously around the time there's a lot about Osama bin Laden. No, not Osama, Saddam Hussein mm. in it. So obviously, really for the times, but I mean, South Park is South Park. You know, the animation's obviously not amazing, but the songs in it are absolutely brilliant. They're funny. I know the film word by word. Okay. So I can remember I got it up like when I was really young on VHS. It's a fun little film, you know, easy to watch. And obviously it could have gone in my animated, but I think it's, you know, it is regarded in animation style. Mm. I just wanted to say it wasn't highly regarded enough as a music. <laughs> okay, I'll put it on the watch list. Put it on the watch list, definitely. And then go and watch all the TV shows. Yeah, okay. I will do. So we'll move on to another genre. And this was a bit of a weird one because this is the one that I put a picture up for for my top pick. So I'll go first. Yeah. If we did a venture, because the the main film I wanted to talk about, but I'll go through a couple of my honourable mentions first. And some of these could fall into other subjects. Yeah, I found that with Adventure. And a lot of these overlap, so yes. But the way I look at Adventure is a lot of the films back in the olden days, you kind of, you know, your Goonies and them type of films that we just don't get a lot of anymore. Yeah. But then, you know, a couple of these films are not necessarily like that. But I went with... My honourable mentions, I went with Jumanji Next Level because I don't think it's appreciated as much as the new remake. I think both of these are miles better than they have any right to be. Mm-hmm. compared Because obviously the original is a classic to a lot of people. Yeah. And obviously Robin Williams is brilliant. I think there is some heavily problems with the second one. But as a gamer, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was just fun. I think Kevin Hart and Jack Black, Absolutely, and I don't really like either of them actors a lot really? of the time. Really? Like Jack Black? Yeah, so I think Jack Black, I, I like Jack Black as a person. Okay. Well, you know, Good. when you see him, I think, and like all these videos he's been doing through lockdown are funny, but yeah. I don't necessarily have a love for his films like people do, but I do love him in Jumanji. I think he plays that girl character so well. He's so good. I, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, so, and then... The other one I picked was like a film that my dad made me watch when I was a kid. And I 100% know you're probably not going to have seen it. Okay. It was from like 1986, I believe, which is called The Monster Squad. No, I've not. Not heard of it. Yeah. Quickly so Google. Quickly Google. Check it out, definitely. It's basically, it's a group of kids and it's got like all the universal monsters in it. The story's a bit cheesy. Okay. But then they have to fight off like, you know, Dracula... The Mummy, Frankenstein's a good guy, which is quite nice and like helps the kids. And you've got um, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Wolfman. And there's just this brilliant scene where the Wolfman's trying to attack him. And the kids are like, what do we do? What do we do? He's like, kick him in the, kick him in the dick, kick him in the dick. And like, <laughs> Who would know the Wolfman had nards? Like nards as well for like such an 80s and American word. But... Such such a cool little flick that I just wanted to add in there because um, it was obviously such a film for me when I was a kid. Yeah. And I need, I need to check it out again. It, pro- it might not hold up, but it holds memories for me and it's not oh, spoken. But the big pick for me was obviously, and I know you love this film as well, which is Hunt for the World of People. Yes, why I did this podcast. <laughs> exactly. Why? <laughs> Why we got you on there, you know, we've spoke about it before, not spoken enough about, obviously, and I'm going to 
butcher his name now and I did mean to research how to say his name which is upsetting that I forgot to obviously the director is Taiki Watiti Taika Watiti that's how I'd say it I was so close you were um, very well known now for obviously for Ragnarok uh, Jojo yeah. Rabbit recently but this is just such a good film such a fun yeah, film it's my favourite film I've decided and I find it very hard to decide these things but I, I've decided it's my favourite film I'm so happy for you that you've decided that <laughs> Obviously, Sam Neill kills it in this film oh, as well. Um, and Julian Dennison, the little kid, the kid in it, little, yeah. sorry to say that maybe, but obviously he got quite acclaimed for Deadpool 2 and yeah. he was even in the Christmas Chronicles 2 recently. I mean, that's not a great film, but um, both them, that dynamic between the two characters of like, because obviously he's, he calls him uncle, doesn't he? Because they're like foster yeah. parents and, just, I don't want to ruin it too much because people haven't seen it, and it's such a hard, yeah. such a hard film to describe. Yeah, but... like it's got everything. It's got it's got humor. It's got heart. It's got action. It's got comedy. It's just got it all. I think. Yeah, and this is. I mean, I literally wrote down here because another one of the cat, another one of the actors in it is Bree Starby, who he only has a brief scene in this, but he's worked with. Take oh god, I've got to shot. Tell me his name. Tyker. <laughs> I don't know if it's right. He's worked with Tyker a few times on Flight of the Concords and stuff because obviously uh, Tyker directed a few episodes of them. And obviously, I've already said about Brett McKenzie from that. And he was in What We Do in the Shadows, which is also underrated. I mean, I believe that all of his back catalogue is probably underrated. Yeah. Um, there's a fun little film called Eagle vs. Shark. I don't know if you've seen that. No, it's not. I do want to go back through his back catalogue because he's a great director and writer and everything so i do want to go and see the other films have you watched what we do in the shadows i have and i only watched it um probably like last year but i i was su presently surprised because i wasn't sure about it first um mm. but i'm really glad i watched it i thought it was really funny have you watched the tv show as well um i i think i tried to watch the first episode and then i i do this sometimes where i watch something and then i just never go back to it for no fault of their own um, so I have to try again. Crack on with it, because that's just as good. And he does direct a few episodes of the TV show, obviously based on him and Jermaine Clement. I think it was their idea for the film. Yeah. And they help heavily with the TV show. But I did find something really awkward about him, Taika, mm. which he, he directed five episodes of The Inbetweeners US. Oh, no. Why did you tell me that? No, I looked on oh, IMDb geez. and I saw it and... I recoil. Oh, it, it made me a bit I've sick. I've seen clips of that, and it's I, it's like watching a car crash. It's it, you can't oh, look away. Yeah, I watched one episode on, I think E4 showed it or something. Oh and no! Just, just, just atrocious. We, we all have we all have skeletons in our closet. We don't we don't want to yeah, admit to. Yeah, so it's, I'll, it's, I'll give them that. It's earlier on in him, so we, we yeah. can't blame him for doing that. I've so. not seen those episodes, and you never know. He might have <laughs> great ones. No, I don't think any of them were well-received. I looked at the IMDb score for it was like 3.9 on the in-between is US. Ooh. So, yeah, but yeah. the world of people did have 7.9, so it is highly regarded from users, so that's good. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not seen enough. Yes, and I, will, I think if anyone ever asks me, oh, Claire, what film should I watch? What's your favourite film? It will be Hunt for the World of People because I would suggest it to anybody. 
Yeah. And if you don't like this yeah. film, then everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I would be surprised. You'd secretly not be friends with them. I'd be secretly like, you're on my blacklist. (laughs) So films you want to mention from this genre? Okay, adventure. Kind of going off what you did with um, your Monster Squad is a film that I've watched possibly every year for as long as I can remember. It's a film called Ella Enchanted. Okay. It is more of your little teen girl film. However, I just, it's timeless to me. Like, I literally, I think I do watch it every year. It's just something that was always on telly at Christmas time. Anne Hathaway is the star in it. It's basically like a fairy tale, kind of like Cinderella, um, but thrown in with different characters like elves and giants and stuff and it's got musical numbers which I love Steve I know you're not too keen on those um <laughs> Anne Hathaway's great in it it's got the guy from Hannibal in it I can never remember his name that's Milkinson the, gu- the guy that actually played Hannibal or the guy no, that played Will the other guy the guy that played Will yes I, I can't so. to Claire James is it yeah Oh, I might have learned something new today. I'm googling now because um, I'll tell you. What, you explain the film. I'm gonna. I'm gonna Google it. Okay. Right. You go. Hugh Dancy. That's his name. Um, that is his name. Yeah. yeah. Hathaway. Um, young Anne Hathaway. Don't know how old she is in this in this film. Let me see what year it came out because it's quite an old one. Um, it's 2004. Um, but Anne Hathaway. It's this fairy tale kind of thing where she's kind of like Cinderella. Um, but she's, but it's kind of, kind of got modernized in a way that um, Hugh Dancy is like the Prince Charming, but it's called Prince Charmaine. Um, and it's got Kerry Yates in it as well, actually. He plays like the evil uncle. And the evil uncle is kind of causing havoc with the giants and things. And Ella just wants some like political um, justice for them. And She's all about campaigning for equal rights and all this stuff. And she goes on a, on a quest to go to the castle to confront the uncle. Um, it's got fairies in it. Um, it's just, I just love it. And I, I watch it every year. And I, <laughs> I think it's because I watched it as a child that it just stands out to me. But it's just a fun adventure fairy tale thing. Yeah. And I... And I I, it's not. I'm definitely not going to be everyone's cup of tea, Steve. I don't know if you would actually like it. Um, <laughs> but I wanted to. I wanted to mention it. Fair play. And he is married to Claire Danes as well. You're right. Yeah. There we go. Useless bit of noise there. There you go. Um, yeah, I haven't seen it. I originally, when you brought it up, I thought you meant the Amy Adams film. What's that called? Um, it, yeah, um, Enchanted. I think <laughs> so. Probably not many people have heard of Ella Enchanted, but. Um, I did. I enjoyed Enchanted, but Ella Enchanted will always be number one in my heart. But that was just my honourable mention. Um, but I think m- more people might have heard of this one because it was just trending on Netflix, um, I believe, which is Stardust. Oh, have yeah. Wa- have you watched Stardust, Steve? Yeah, it's back to the James Corden thing, isn't it, really? He's not in it. He is, isn't he? James Corden's not in Stardust. Am I Are thinking of... Are you thinking of the musical? What, Cats? No. I thought you... Oh, I have seen Stardust. I've seen it a long time it's ago. Got, but... It's got um, 
speaking of Claire Danes. Um, Daredevils in it. He's like the main yeah, character. Daredevils in it. Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, who else? Robert, is it? Robert De Niro. Um, and I think yeah, I think it was it was trending on Netflix. So I think now people have started to watch it, and but it was just. I think I watched it as a kid. I can't remember the first time I watched it, but again, I had a bit of everything. Like a nice adventure, fairy tale-esque kind of story with all these great actors in it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it. As if it's directed by Matthew Vaughan as well. That just blew my mind. Yes, yeah. A bit of a sleeper hit, I think. Like, I don't think it got did that well originally i'm not entirely sure yeah, but it was one of them i think it was like a mixed bag wasn't it what oh, i'm really intrigued to see what film i mean by james yeah, Corden. What do, you mean? do you mean like into the woods or something into the woods there you go which was okay yeah it weren't great <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think stardust is okay i think like, it's, it's probably quite an easy film to put on definitely yes. so but yeah, I, I'm sorry that I slated it on the fact that it had James Corden in it when it didn't. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's okay. That is that is my bad. But yeah. <laughs> so let's move on to the. Is that all you had for adventure? By yeah, the way, yeah, that's so all I, was, I had. I know I wrote a lot down, but I think a lot of them were quite well. And I did technically <laughs> steal your top pick. Yes. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy with my picks. Okay, brilliant. We will go on to comedy then. Uh, do you want to go with this first? Sure. Comedy was really tricky. Um, I feel like I went back and watched some comedy films. I was like, oh, this one. And I was like, this did not age well. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fan of these anymore. I think comedy is very subjective. Um, and I think this film is quite highly regarded. Um, I'm just going straight for my number one pick, um, which is Booksmart. Yes, this the... Is Olivia Wilde direct this? Yes, Olivia Wilde directed it. I think it was a first feature film. Yeah. I'm not sure. But I just I thought it was great. And I, I could I think I've rewatched this film like four times. And it only came out in 2019. Um and I think I've watched this film more times than most, just because I found it really funny. I think Billy Lord in it is amazing as Gigi and I sometimes quite her lines. But I really enjoyed it because it was like it felt like a female they felt, I think they kind of critics and people were saying like female super bad as a kind of a description um but it was just nice to see like female friendship kind of realistic um but olivia wilde's directing style was very different it wasn't your typical film as well with like the barbie sequence if you've seen it and I things like that it. and i just it's it's made it up into my one of my favorite films it is yeah i would say it's probably not seen enough i have because i haven't actually seen it i've heard great things um, I do need to see it. Well, if but, I watch yeah. South Park, you can watch Booksmart then. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be a good film to stick on with the partner as well, because I'm pretty sure she'd enjoy it. It might get me brownie points, so definitely. Yeah, hopefully. I hope Stacey likes it. Yeah, she will do, I'm sure. Especially <laughs> if I say you recommend it, she would probably watch it, because the only reason we end up watching US Office is because... Um, Nat put something on Facebook and she was like, oh, do you want to watch this? I went, Nat, that TV that I recommended about twice and you had no interest until your friend shared it on Facebook. Can you watch, you need to, have you watched Parks and Rec on the office topic? No, we watched uh, a couple of episodes. I just couldn't get into it, but I have heard after the first series. Yes, that's what I was going to say. After that first series, it does get a lot, yeah. lot better. Yeah, so we might watch it again. 
But I'll tell you what then, because obviously we are, we've we've ranted through a couple of things. I'll go straight with my top pick for comedy as well. Okay. Which is pop star, never stop, never stopping. Heard of this? I have heard of it. And I was trying to like Google films and I was like, oh no, I need some more comedy ideas. And it was coming up on all these lists. And I was like, I'm going to have to watch this film. And now you said that, so I'm definitely going to have to watch it. So, yeah, it's obviously The Lonely Island, who obviously is made yeah. up of Andy Sandberg. Um, it's a mockumentary of, not of The Lonely Island, of, I can't remember the name of the lead actor now. Uh, well, no, Andy Sandberg's character story. But, I mean, this film made no money whatsoever. It made, like I think, $9.7 million on a $20 million mm-hmm. budget. So, you know, it's classed as a failure in that regard. It's not got a high score on IMDb. I think it's only 6.7 user score. But it's just, I mean, Andy Samberg's amazing anyway. And I've bigged him up far too much on this podcast. So he's obviously clearly my man crush. (laughs) But just a fun film, funny film. And it reminds you heavily of um, Chris Lilly. I don't know if you know. I know. I really like Chris Lilly. Yes. He obviously did Smouse. Probably wouldn't get away with doing Smouse anymore and Angry Boys. Angry Boys, yeah. Yeah, so it's very much in that kind of vein where it's, you know, a dumber character that then, you know, gets out of the limelight and tries to get back into it. But obviously the Lonely Island do all the music for it. I could have brought that up in musical as well. But um, just a A fun... Yeah, a fun little film. But let's move swiftly on because I think we've got three more to go through. Throw out your superhero pick. Superhero, it was difficult again, um, but I went with another oldie that I watched as a kid that I think is still really good. It's Sky High. Oh, yeah. yeah I've never 2005. Seen it. Have you watched it? I haven't, unfortunately. It's, I think it's on Netflix now. Oh, no, it's on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's got Kurt Russell in it, which is great. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of childish. It's kind of like a young, younger movie. Um, it's like teenagers go into a superhero school in the sky. You get sorted yeah. into being a hero or a sidekick um, or villains. And it's just a really fun film. Oh, what's her name? I've just remembered who is in it. And she's in quite a lot of stuff now. She's in um, Clover, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Mo- um, Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winstead. That's the one, I think. But yeah. she's in it too. Um, but I really recommend it, and I, I really enjoy it. I want to. I've been meaning to rewatch it for a long time. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope you watch it. I might be able to stick it on my Logan. He might enjoy it. Maybe, yeah, I think so. Try it. Got a nice color scheme. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it it's takes. Colourful and bright, I think. And that's what the kids need. <laughs> yes. So I mean, I went very different. You obviously went a kiddie-friendly superhero yeah. film. I wanted an R-rated, absolute <laughs> gore fest, which is dread. Obviously, we have... recently watched, yeah. We recently watched, obviously. I did mention to you about possibly shoving this up there. Um, obviously, we had the abysmal Sylvester Stallone dread, where he's not really just dread because he doesn't ever wear his helmet. <laughs> but um, it, it didn't make a lot of money again. I mean, it's highly regarded from fans that have seen it, but it's not. It's underappreciated the fact that not enough people seen it. Carl Urban mm. absolutely smashes the role. He really Just, does. It's very good. Like, like earlier I said about the fact um, 
that Pedro Pascal does such a good job of showing emotion with a helmet on. Obviously, Carl Urban only can do emotion with his mouth in this and nails it. Yeah. The girl in it, Olivia Philby, I think her name is, is the like his sidekick learning the ropes. Yeah. I've not really I seen know her. Was the best friend in Juno, and she was very good yeah. in that. Yeah, but... so Juno, the only other thing I've really seen her in. And then uh, Lena Headey, obviously from Game of Thrones fame, yeah. uh, plays a phenomenal villain in this, like a bright bitch. Yeah, and... she 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 really um because I like you say I only just watched it recently and I was like oh. Lena Headey, and she was really good as a... She's a great villain. Yeah. And she obviously... The slow-mo scenes in it are brilliant. The violence is... Yes. You know, horrible, but also good, in a sense. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. And I just wanted to quickly mention as well that I feel underappreciated is... Avengers of Age of Ultron gets a lot of hate as a terrible Marvel film when it doesn't Mm -hmm. deserve... It's not that bad of a film. Let it go, people. Yeah. Not gonna lie they all kind of blur into one for me. I find it very <laughs> difficult to remember which one is which. Um, the one with Ultron. Yeah, I liked Ultron. I thought it, I enjoyed that. That's one of the ones that is more memorable to me. Yeah. Better I mean, Civil yeah. War, in my opinion. Ooh, I mean, that's, that's, got, that's another podcast, eh? Calm down, please. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's not push it that much. But... Sorry. <laughs> Animated then, I, I mean... I, when we go into animated genre, I mean, I did pick, um, we won't go through the honorable mentions because we're, we're obviously going on a lot, but I did, I, I wanted to pick the Iron Giant, but I feel that it's not underappreciated because a lot of people do big it up that it's not been seen. Yeah. So I wanted to go for one of my favourites as a kid that I don't think enough people talk about, which is Basil the Great Mouse Detective. I've heard of this and I can't remember if I've seen it or if, if I get confused with the the so Borrowers in the, the Ground. Yeah, it's nothing like The Borrowers. But, so it's Basil the Great Mouse Detective. He's a mouse that's a detective. It's technically, I think he lives at, you know, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Um, it's like a, it's kind of like, you know, one of them kids' films where it's got a little bit of scary scenes in it and stuff. And I tried to watch it with Logan. The animation's obviously not... It's darker animation. Yeah. It's obviously from 1986. Um, but not enough people see it. It's obviously on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Vincent Price even voices a character in it, which is pretty cool. Mm. So definitely check that out. And then obviously yeah. we'll go on to your pick because we we picked this up on Twitter after you changing your mind about four times. <laughs> your pick was <laughs> I yeah I went through stages. Um, so yeah I kept changing my mind. So originally I was like Mega Mind because um, I just really like it and I can quote it. Me and my friend quote it when we answer the phone and it's stupid when we go oh lord. Um, but we, and I recently we rewatched it as well, and I was reminded how much I really liked it. And then I changed my mind between Hort and Here's a Who and it. And I rewatched Hort and Here's a Who, and I was like, oh, I didn't like that as much as Mega Mind. So I'm sticking with Mega Mind. Um, it's DreamWorks, um, same people who did Shrek, and I just don't think enough people have seen it or give it enough credit for being as good as it is. And I think I read it's the only film directed by the same guy or by DreamWorks or something that didn't get. A sequel or sequels um oh, which really? I, I don't mind i'm not all about sequels but i just think more people should see it and i find it funny and it could be it could have gone in my superior category um but i kept it in animation um because i just thought brad pitt um in it as well is really enjoyable and obviously will ferrell is megamind 
yeah, Mega Mind, who was great. Um, can't, really fan. Be, can't really be a superhero film, can it? It's really, it's a super villain. Super villain yeah. film. Like, well, I think he kind of turns into a superhero yeah, at the end. I mean, I've only actually just watched it recently. Oh. For the first time with uh, with my little one, so it wasn't watching it as fully as I probably should have, but I did enjoy it. I did. Good. I did. Uh, yeah. um, so our last subject was sci-fi. Um, go ahead with your picks first. What was your major pick? Um, I found again. I found this difficult. Like, why do I choose sci-fi? It's a very. <laughs> I feel like a lot of sci-fi is very popular. Um, but looking back, honourable mention quickly, the Adjustment Bureau. Bureau. Never seen it. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Emily Blunt. I enjoyed it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but when I was looking at lists, it came out, and I was like, I enjoyed that. Um, a bit different. Um, and then my my top one is the Lobster. By Yorgos, I can never pronounce his name, but the same guy who did the favourite. Um, it's got Colin Farrell, is that his name in? And Rachel Wise. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I believe I feel like I've heard of it. But you probably I know haven't. It's got a very good poster. Um, but it's basically when if you're, I think it's. I'm trying to remember because it's been a while since I've watched it, but I remember it's very vivid in my mind. Some of the scenes, um, but I can't remember the specifics. But it's when um you have if, you, if you're single you have to go to this like hotel and you have to be with someone so it has to you have to be matched with someone um and if you don't someone gets turned into an animal um which is a bit odd um i can't remember the specifics now i really should have researched this before <laughs> um i'm trying to find the synopsis now because i've not explained it very well um Oh, this is it. Okay, I'm going to read this now because it's going to be a better explanation than if I provided it and I've been going on. A dystopian near future, single people, because of the laws of the city, are taken to the hotel where they're obliged to find a romantic partner in 45 days or are transformed into beasts and sent off into the woods. That's it. If you don't find a partner, you get turned into an animal. Ah. Um, but yeah, it's like, I don't know if it was his first film your gross who's get i can't pronounce his name um but it's very different um one scene not great to watch um i won't i don't want to give spoilers um but it's very just very different and very interesting and i just remember it this isn't is it got um cameron diaz in it no i don't believe so um oh there's another actress i'm thinking no, I think that's a whole different film. Like, Olivia normally. Coleman's in it briefly as well. Who? Olivia Coleman. Ah, uh, she's been bigged up on this podcast recently. She especially after today, she? I tried to take her Oscar away from her, but <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> right. So my, I wanted to quickly mention two of my honourable mentions quickly because Attack the Block, um, mm-hmm. criminally underrated on IMDb, only got a score of six point six. Obviously, a British film, which is great. Yes. And Jodie Whittaker, recent Doctor oh. Who, is in it. And John Boyega, obviously of Star Wars fame now, although he's yeah. not very happy with Star Wars fame. But brilliant little film. <laughs> I can remember when I went to see it at the cinema, my friend at the end, when he got put in the police car, was like, there's no closure to this film. And I was like, what? How is that <laughs> film got closure? 
but it was always funny because he hates horror films, the gore, and it's not necessarily a horror, but it's kind mm. of a comedy sci-fi flick and check it out if you've not seen it. And it yeah. just always reminds me of that time I went to cinema and he had this really weird opinion of the closure. So I did, I wanted to get that. <laughs> and then also this one kind of goes across every category, which is Troll Hunter, which is a Norwegian yeah. film. It's a found footage style. Absolutely okay. bonkers. If you get to see it, it, it is what they do. They go hunting trolls. Well, um, I've heard of it, but I've not seen it. Yeah, so check that out. But the, the film I wanted to pick up, my top pick, was a film that is by J.J. Abrams, so, you know, quite a high, highly mm-hmm. regarded director, but does not get enough love, which is Super 8. Um, have you seen it? I, th- I might have. So it's well, obviously a film. Yeah, it's very much in the sense of that kind of Goonies kind of area. It's set around a group of kids, and there's like an um, alien comes in and attacks the town. I do need to watch it again. It starts very young Ella Fanning. Um, Kyle Chandler's the dad in it, who's the dad in everything at the minute, like the Godzilla sequels. <laughs> and um, but I think you just play that character well. And I just wanted to massively shout out that Scully from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nines in it as well. So if anything, you've got to watch it for that. Which also, I watched him the other day, he's in The Truman Show, which blew my mind. So Yes, he's only like watching it on the TV, but still, it's still Scully. Truman Show is great. I mean, I'm never going to find out that that's his name. He's Scully to me, okay? Yeah, I mean, I don't know it, so it's fine. John or something, bless him, but... But yeah, thanks for doing that round with me. I enjoyed that. I, I did pick up, obviously, we didn't go for all of our honourable mentions because I don't want to be, I could stand here, rant, stand here, yep. here talking about all these underappreciated films for hours on end and I don't want to bore people to death. But we always hear on the podcast lots of, finish with a little game that I call Love, Hate, Do Not Rate. Mm-hmm. And basically, it all revolves around Marmite because I don't love or hate Marmite like we're meant to. So I ask my guest host every week a couple of questions and they just tell me, love, hate, do not rate. So we kick yeah. off with your brand new co-host. I always ask the first two of the same. So let's go with the first one, Marmite. Do you love it? Do you hate it? Do you not rate it? Um, I don't rate, I guess, because I don't think I've ever really had it properly. Gee, no one's had Marmite. I mean, lots of my... Lots of more. I mean, you know, you might have tried it. But <laughs> I have heard this on your podcast. Yeah. I think it's because, I, th- I think unless your parents love it, or I guess hate it, I feel like yeah. your parents pass down a lot of food opinions yeah. on you, or encourage you to try things. And I guess my parents don't like Marmite because I never, never really tried it. I just thought, it was, it, British, I thought it was a British staple. But <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Anyway, the second one then. You know it's coming. Pineapple on pizza. Um, I don't... This is tricky. I, so I'm going to say do not rate because I think I've had it before and it was fine. But I prefer it without. I'm very plain Jane. Give me a plain pizza. Give me a bit of cheese. Give me a margarita. Well, very boring. I was, was going to say that's a bit boring, but Okay. <laughs> But no, if you don't rate it, I'll take that because I hate I like it. I like a bit so. of parma ham and spinach sometimes. We're going fancy. Really, John Pizza? I've never had spinach on pizza. I don't know if it was spinach, but it was like pepper. I can't remember. It was like yeah. Pizza Express. Anyway. 
Oh, they do do some funky. They, they, I mean, I did have that egg on a pizza, and that blew my mind, and I did enjoy it. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, this ne next one's a bit weird in the sense of that I put uh, the abbreviated term of lol. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Um, love it, I guess. Um, I went through that stage as a kid where you put lol all the time, but now I use the crying laughing face. But yeah. now, have you seen that, like, I don't even remember the Gen Z, which generation you are, but now, like, young kids are taking the mick out of people, old people who use it, and I didn't think I was old. Um, but apparently that's for old people now, so I need to change. So, I mean, I just want to shout out there, because I used to know a guy, I say used to, I'm pretty sure I still know him, um, that used to say lol out loud. Like, oh, I, like even me saying it to you, ask your opinion, <laughs> it just doesn't work. Like, why do no, people no. use it out loud? Like, I think I'm sarcastically. Yeah, yeah, oh, like, lol. Yeah. Huh, lol. <laughs> yeah, but not, like, he generally be like, lol, I'm like, you're not laughing out loud, so what the F are you saying? No. Insane, oh, but, um, <laughs> but let's move on from that before, if in case he listens and hates me now for the rest of my yeah. life. Um, so I went with the last one, because obviously, for you that don't know here, Medi works at the National Space Centre, does some lovely videos on it, so definitely check them out. Oh, Was no. that... <laughs> They're great. They're great. Thank you. No. Um, so I went with Doctor Who. I love it. Really. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I started watching it was Christopher Eccleston. I was a kid and started watching that. Um, I would have to say David Tennant is probably my favourite. Um and then I did start to watch Matt Smith, and then I start watching it. And then I tried to watch Peter Capaldi, didn't like it. And I've not really got into it again. But I do love David Tennant and those kind of ones. Billy, Billy Piper, when Rose is in it. Um, those, those are my favourite ones. But yes, um, shall I plug the National Space Centre now? We are going to be reopening. Um, so please order buy your tickets online and come visit us. Yeah, you need to live in Leicester, by the way, guys. Or you can travel. You can travel. Well, you've got to book your tickets in advance. As well. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, with regards to Doctor Who, yeah, I mean, I really liked Matt Smith's stuff. I think you need to go back and watch that. I think he's very underrated. Him, him and Pond, him and Pond and Rory, I did really enjoy. Oh, I think when they know. left, I, I stopped watching it as much. Yeah, I mean, I can't stand the Jodie Whittaker stuff. And it's not necessarily yeah. that it's a female doctor before people cry out. It's just it's not written well and it's gone a bit tits up. So yeah, I just so think, yeah, nothing against her. I just didn't get into the story really. Yeah, I just mean, didn't get into her well. But and obviously there's rumours she's leaving. So oh. uh, there you go. Anyway, thank you for taking part of that, and thank you for taking part in the podcast. Have you enjoyed yourself? I have. Thank you for having me. No worries. Hopefully, you might come on in the future again. Yes, I'll have to make make more notes and try and remember people's names better. Yeah, it is hard, and when you put on the spot, it does. It does. <laughs> my mind goes blank, and I've got a massive thing of, uh, and like I say, I keep trying to research names. So, and yes. then I completely forget. Well, hopefully, I've encouraged you and people out there to go and watch some of these films we've discussed. You've encouraged me to watch some of them. There you go. And I definitely will. And even I might get you to text me over again before I forget. But Book Smart's probably the one I definitely do need to watch. Yes, please. So, 
Spot on. Make sure you go out onto Instagram and check us out where you can always see the episodes, which is the underscore culture underscore couch. And congratulations to Katie for winning the prize that we had up recently. But other than that, I guess it all there is is to say goodbye, Meddy. Goodbye, Steve. Good. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much for being on. Ta-ra. Bye.